0: hey guys happy september 2021 i know what you're thinking two episodes in one week i guess christmas 2021 came early this year i know it's hard to believe but we've been actually working so consistently that we were able to put out our bonus episode and our jack episode back to back so don't get greedy but you know we just wanted to give back to you and because you've given so much to us And so anyway, thanks again for all your support, and you're welcome for this uh, extra content. Let the Creek Times commence. You're listening to Creek Times, the only Dawson's Creek podcast.
1: Enjoy.
2: I just want you to know, if either of you ever get into a situation like this, I'm going to be very disappointed in you. I haven't even talked to Olivia much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Good.
2: She's probably going to meet you down in this Florida again oh, no, And
1: geez. follow
3: you around. I'm sure I won't break. I'm sure I'll be fine.
2: <laughs> it's terrible. So that's John Mullaney's news. We should open the podcast with all of that.
1: So it's all staying in. <laughs> have been this is
2: content.
3: Uh, yeah, yes.
2: sure. <laughs> So somebody's going to have to just move that out. <laughs>
3: There's that bonus episode we've been looking at.
2: <laughs> What do we think of John? The, taking out the trash? <laughs> what
1: did
3: John Mulaney think of Dawson's Creek?
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's that.
3: I'll tell you what I think of Dawson's Creek. Okay. Why would you want to tell us about Dawson's Creek, Matt?
2: <laughs> I've just been thinking
3: about it lately, and uh, I thought now would be a good time. What about it? What well, it we have do have microphones in it. front of us, so we <laughs> yeah, might as well get into it. <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about Jack. Jack? Jack who? Why, Jack Kerr, of course.
1: <laughs> Jack Kerr. <Jack Kurt. laughs>
0: You, you, you mean you mean the Batman
1: villain, <laughs> what? Ja-
0: ja- Jacker,
3: the ja- Jacker, the Jacker,
2: the Joker, <laughs> the Jacker.
3: Did, did you like my Joker attitude I had the other day on the text thread? Oh, that yeah. was great. Haters are just fake friends in Joker masks.
1: <laughs>
3: Never forget
2: it, kids. Okay, like honestly though, <laughs> that's where it's at. <laughs> I still
3: think that those are bots just creating those right. out of the ethers ah. dragging random quotations and then this stock No, I like of- to
2: believe those are people who adamantly believe that.
3: Oh, <laughs> I, I think there's people who believe it. I just I just feel like they're being auto-generated. I don't
2: think so. I think they're so poorly written, not not <laughs> bot-wise cuz bot-wise there's like a little bit of like an off like like, that's strange. Why was that word there? All those mm-hmm. words make sense. And all those sentiments make sense. It's just, like, in a very tacky manner. <laughs> and, like, the comments that follow up. 100%. Joke, <laughs> <laughs> heavenly true. Yeah, I don't think it's bot
0: because we, we had discussed, like, it's just a veneer over a very childish emotion. Like, that was <laughs> yes. really, but What was the, the formula. It was, like, um, you say what you really mean, which is, like, I hate it when f-
1: Mean (laughs) are mean to me
0: with me.
3: They can go
1: themselves
0: and then turn it into like and then add some grand vernacular to it. Like when the (laughs) you hate the haters, but not as much as they hate
3: themselves. When when the hits the fan, (laughs) the fake friends go running. (laughs) They're not wrong. (laughs) I mean.
2: So what you're trying to say is for your new home, mm. you and Ella find it above your bed. You in a large framed joker attitude. Yes. That's what it seems to be like what you're getting at.
3: Ella, I swear I didn't tell I didn't tell them a single thing. They guessed that
2: all Ella, it was intuitive. Mm-hmm.
3: A house isn't no a home <laughs> without big
1: friends. <laughs> <laughs> so. On it. You didn't put it
0: on your registry, but. I might be asking my mom to stitch that into a pillow for us. (laughs) Cross stitch that into. It's a beautiful sentiment, isn't it? It
2: is, and it's true. 100%
0: Hundred percent
2: true. Hundred
3: percent.
0: It's, it's heavenly true.
2: Heavenly true. So.
3: <laughs> Speaking okay. of things that are heavenly true, Oh. Um, <laughs> Jack McPhee is a very uh, famous character on Dawson's Creek, and he has, has has a little bit to do in season three.
2: Jack, this is our love letter to you.
3: <laughs> I like it, Jack. I think you're. I think you're a great actor. Mm. Well. Um, character character <laughs> uh, yeah I'm you big phony <laughs> you, were, you were great in riverdale and you're also
0: great oh in this.
2: yeah i mean i guess we can touch on riverdale <laughs> a little bit also
0: Yeah, good before we touch on riverdale i just want the audience at home to know that bridget and matthew are recording on bridget's phone and so it and they're addressing the phone as if Jack Kerr is on the line.
2: <laughs> Jack, can you hear us? Jack, Leading are you there? <laughs> he's there?
0: He's there. He's there. Ma- Matthew did the most research on this. I think. On John
2: Mullaney? On John Mullaney. Well, yeah.
0: I think you did the most research. I think you should lead us on
3: this. Yeah. All right. I guess I can try to get us started. So, the first episode that comes to mind, uh, because the, a lot of the season is, is Jack beginning to explore his sexuality. Um, he is. Um, out of the closet. He is exploring himself as a as a young gay man. And the first episode this season where he's kind of given something uh, big to do is Four to Tango. And this is the episode where Andy sets him up on a blind date. My on, god
2: you have this up in like the the title too. I'm so impressed. Yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I took I took some uh, I took a suggestion from one of our from our listeners
1: Garrett,
2: our oh, doorman. Huh. Garrett again. <laughs> huh? Garrett, again. Huh? <laughs> our doorman. Garrett and his two cents. <laughs> Garrett, our doorman. Just because you open the door for us doesn't mean you know our lives. <laughs> we just
3: lambast him every
0: time. <laughs> <of the apartment?
2: laughs> yeah, we should open up with a comment about Garrett every episode.
0: <laughs> his first attempt at going on a gay date, and, and they say, let's meet for coffee tonight. Is this a in the show? This is treated as a very normal thing. I would not think it's drinking coffee at night. Well,
2: well, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there. Okay, that's normal considering high schoolers. They can't go get a drink. Okay. Yeah, but like an adult, if an adult was like, "Hey, meet me for a round of," and then you showed up and it was coffee, and you (laughs) were and you had. Not preface, like, I would like to get coffee in the—because a lot of adults, like, at this point in life Mm. are—like, I stop my intake of coffee in the afternoon. Yeah. They have a cutoff point. So many people, not everyone, would— Say, yeah, th- this no. is what
0: people are going to be really upset about. Yeah, about, the up-watch, about this, this is the
2: uproar. They're yeah. like, I drink coffee at nine. <laughs> um, okay. Pin a rose on your caffeinated nose. <laughs> 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 like, fine. Uh. Um, but, yeah, but for adults, it's like, yeah, let's go grab a drink. We usually mean... Yeah. an alcoholic beverage but like they're not, they're this not, isn't have. Riverdale where they can go to the speakeasy
0: and and sit in front of of melting ice cream <laughs> for for 20 minutes and then leave before yes. drinking any of it. I just it just wonder because like he goes to the coffee shop and there are adult people carrying carrying coffees out to their to their friends. Mhm. And I'm just like you know maybe they're working you know, like Nor- maybe, it's, maybe it's the New Yorkers like us we just live off of the uh, you know the the verve and life of the city we don't need yes. caffeine mm-hmm.
2: yeah and, life you know, is my drug
0: you know uh, so
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> there was there was a one there was one other thing about. Jack's dating
3: life and coffee. Well, that's all we have to say about the blind date. <laughs> I think it's worth noting he didn't actually go into the coffee shop on the date.
1: <laughs> Fair enough.
3: Okay, okay. What did you want to say about the coffee
2: shop, Matthew? Oh, Matthew, you seem to have opinions. I,
3: know. I drink coffee at 6.30 every night. <laughs> um, no, so he, he kind of looks through the window and he sees the... Gentleman sitting at the, at the table waiting for him, mm-hmm. and Jack doesn't. Uh, at that time, he doesn't have the courage to go in there and really, talk, you know, hit it off with him. Mm-hmm. And he's talking to Andy about this later, and uh, he says and he says a very sad, emotional thing. You, you know, I wasn't I wasn't strong enough, and when I was looking through the window, I saw this uh, couple this this guy and a girl, and they were like holding hands or doing you know whatever on on their date. And at that at that moment, I wanted to be Anybody else be anybody else but myself? I hmm. wanted to be. I don't. I don't want to be different. I wanted to be like them. Hmm. So and he couldn't be that way. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because okay. he's gay. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? I, thought, I thought that was like interpretation. <laughs> yeah, I've been unclear the whole time.
0: <laughs> um, what do you? Before we go into like specific episodes, what do you guys think of like Jack as a character? Mm-hmm. Uh, especially in this season. Any thoughts? I have thoughts. You do? I do.
2: Oh. Well, but I'm not interested in I mine. I want to hear your <laughs> guys. No, we want to hear yours. Please. Go ahead. So
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: We'll just piggyback off what you say. That's what they say I'll... on Zoom calls now.
0: Oh yeah. Somebody
2: somebody will go like I have a question and poses it and then somebody will give a very general response and then another person chimes in for participation points and says like I am gonna piggyback off that point. <laughs> yeah. So well, let's call this the piggy the piggyback the, circle, the piggyback <laughs> circle. <laughs> <laughs> It's
3: like those
0: like those like, this, uh, this I'm imagining that at an Escher painting. Like how do we all how do we all piggyback
3: off of each other? Like <laughs> It's like those blackboard assignments you have in college, about you have to like make your own post yes. and then reply to somebody else's yes. post. Yeah, Michael brought up a really good point there. He is a good character. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing, no, he, he he is a he is a great character. Uh-huh. I think I he's think, a very good character. Yes, yes. I think he um, really gives across a a nervous energy about accepting this part of him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of his facial expressions in certain situations are, are very oh, very great.
2: You could freeze frame. Any place with Jack, any moment in time, and it's a good face.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> he has. He has. Uh, there's something about the way his eyebrows will set with his lips, and you're just looking at a meme. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the performance does help a lot. Yes. with the like, I, th- I think he's kind of unsung, as, even even yes. among us, true Dawson's Creek fans.
2: True Dawson's Creek fans.
0: Like he, I think he's between. He's probably the third best actress on, actor on the show. <laughs>
2: well, there's Mitch. Yeah, there's Mitch.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, thank you. And yeah. then
0: there's uh, Belinda, right? She was that oh, cheerleader. Oh, Belinda, yeah. yeah. So
2: She changed the game. Um, sure.
3: and, Not, then, and then there's Jack Kerr. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Three of the Mount Rushmore of the Dawson's Creek. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
2: but no, he is really good. Um, Kerr, Kerr, Ker- care? Ker? Do you say Kerr or Kerr?
0: Smith.
2: Uh, actor, 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 actor. Anything's fine. Everything's... It's title one. Oh, okay. Um, well, Kerr, Smith, Care. <laughs> uh Yeah, very talented actor. He um, he brings a lot of depth and life to the character. And as the seasons go on, I enjoy watching Jack a lot. I'm always very interested in, like, what his insight is going to be. And um, sometimes he really gives it straight to the Dawson's Creek characters. And, um... Oh, I had another word. I had another adjective, but take it, Michael.
0: Well, you said before that he's a good listener. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's a very interesting part of it's kind of distinct among the characters. So they're pretty wrapped into what they're doing. Jin is
2: a good listener too. Mm-hmm. To like Well, that's why I think that's why it makes sense that they made them be friends. Best friends, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I it there's
0: the the, the whole thing about this about Jack is he's like one of the first gay characters in American TV, I'm pretty certain. Um, And that's, like, a lot of responsibility for, like, people to, for these writers to take on.
3: It is very easy to make a character... With like one personality trait and to have that be the, like their shtick mm-hmm. as like the comic. I've seen many uh, comic relief of, oh, it's the sassy gay friend. Mm-hmm. And like, But that's like the one character trait yes. that they give them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they did a very, very good job with Jack um, well, as an overall character. I think they were respectful to the fact that this really hadn't been done before on major network television. And also, as Bridget mentioned a couple episodes ago, with a minor um, with a high schooler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and
0: that gets into some strange stuff that I think is Dawson's Creek-centric about old, young old romance. Old and young. Old and young romance,
2: <laughs> The old and young. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but your point uh, to, like, gay characters sometimes having that one thing about them, and that's the trait, one of the interesting things about Jack, uh, especially at this time, is that he is so resistant to being that. Yes. And... There's a very, what I, the funny thing is Jack isn't just a representative of like a gay character on television. He's kind of a representative of a sort of a suburban small town, not small town, but a suburban mindset, kind of a Midwestern mindset, even though they're in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. But,
3: um, just like a, mm, I think even if you if you are not gay, you, you can <laughs> you can relate to the idea of like feeling different and wanting to be anybody else than who you are at that moment. That's yeah. a big sticking point several times this season, where Jack's like, "I wish I was somebody else right now."
2: Yes, mm-hmm.
3: um, and I- he actually does get some good support from the characters around him. Um, unexpectedly, one from his dad, yes. um, who's mm-hmm. like, "I I wouldn't want anybody else. I wouldn't want a different son if I had the choice." Mm-hmm. So.
2: Yeah, I think you raise a good point. Um, the reason why his character is enjoyable to watch with everything that they decide to include with his characterization is that unlike a lot of shows or movies, a lot of programs, um, it does they, they will take the, the gay character and make that such a focus of, like, he is the sassy gay friend um, that with Jack... You just get to watch a well-rounded person who is dealing with or struggling with an area of his life, and they do it in an empathetic way to where if that's not the situation you're dealing with, you can understand why that would be a big deal for him. And then because you're thinking about what are the big deals for you that make you feel like an outsider or that make you feel like it's really difficult to come to terms with this thing about myself. so that was really interesting to watch is because they're really, as Michael mentioned, like, it was kind of fertile ground to do whatever with the character because it hadn't really been seen that much especially by, like, mainstream audiences for teenagers. So they took him and decided to take a really empathetic way of writing him so that he's fleshed out. He has so many facets to him. And so there's lots to consider. Like, when we meet Jack... He really likes art. Like, mm. uh, <laughs> and we'll, get into <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that. Um, Joey, you know, judges him for, because he seems like a bumbling, rich guy who doesn't know anything about the world. And Joey derides him for it. But it turns out, like, he's really just struggling to, like, make money and make ends meet and adjust to his situation in life. So that's one mark where we're like, oh, that's a little bit different. And then he lets her know, like he's actually, for a person his age, like well-educated and assessing art. Um, and that's very fun because that's an unexpected character trait of anybody. And then you just kind of get that rolling out where it's like, oh, he's insightful. Oh, he listens to what his friends are saying and he's concerned with their issues and wants to help them. He becomes a mentor and a coach in soccer. Like He's doing really interesting things and you get a fully fleshed out person as opposed to like, yeah, when it was became more common to write gay characters into a script, it was like they were only there to fill one function. But I always feel like I'm watching Jack's life.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
2: And that's really nice. Like, regardless of what you think about Dodson's Creek, for all the characters, sometimes not Jen. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> they just let Jen spin her wheels. But at least you feel like I'm watching teenagers grow up Mm -hmm. and I'm watching them work through things. And so that's why Jack has struck me as a character. is like, man, you guys could have really just pigeonholed him. But thank you because I'm sure... Oh, well, we can talk about it. Um, I read Jack... Jack Kerr. (laughs) Jack Kerr attitude. Um, He was interviewed about that that his the scene where he did the first gay kiss. And he said that he received uh, lots of positive feedback from uh, kids around the United States who were like, wow, you know, I didn't know somebody would actually understand what I was going through or like that helped me realize things or, you know, any, wherever they were at in their sexuality. um, I think that they handled that in a very sensitive manner. And so that must have been really helpful for people tuning in and being like i i feel a little lost cuz i i think a lot of teenagers probably watch Dawson's Creek as many teenagers watch their dramatic shows for some sort of direction in life or to know that somebody's feeling the same way that they are mm. so um this has been a long rant <laughs> but go ahead no and i got
1: i
3: got to say we'll we'll talk about that that kiss scene some more but um, one, another tasteful thing that they decided to do with that kiss in particular is they didn't have it be like gratuitous. Yes, it didn't over. It, like I think of Riverdale, um, it, they had had this responsibility of doing this. Oh my
2: god! I think of
3: I think of the makeout scenes in Riverdale and how they would have handled the first if they had the chance to do this first yes. iconic moment in TV history. Yes,
2: Riverdale feels exploitive at every turn for anything, <laughs> any trope, anything. So imagine. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no no the, the moment was short it was sweet
2: and, um, and it had adequate build-up
0: uh-huh. there's the other thing too it's the first gay kiss in american television is kind of is unrequited yes it's awkward yeah
2: it's not this like fantasy fairy tale mm-hmm. it's like that's real life sometimes things don't work out even if you want it to
0: yeah there's an interesting perspective in Dawson's Creek. Um, and I think some of the writers were, uh, gay men, even when Ke- Kevin Williams. Yeah. Left. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's just funny. The nuance of like, cause it's not just a gay character. There are people who are at the center of a political discussion. It's not just going to be gay folks. It could be some, it could be some gay, other folks. gay <laughs> folks and they're queer as it. And, <laughs> and um, There's going to be other groups later on in life who maybe we don't even know what they are yet that are Mm going to have a... There's going to be a political focus on them. And the interesting thing about Dawson's Creek is it points out there's the people that don't like that Jack is gay, then there's the people that really want him to be Mm gung-ho in the political sphere later on in season four, for instance. But... What I'm trying to say is that that kiss is, is an example of no expectation from the outside is going, is going to, uh, that's not what life is like, no. that's not what real life
3: is. Yeah, it's know. not it's not market research groups like telling you like the statistics of what mm-hmm. viewers want to see mm-hmm. moments in life are very right. private, they're very personal.
0: Yes. There's a there's a moment before that even where and we're talking about the character of Ethan, who it's Ethan, right? Yes. yes. Kind of the not Jared Leto guy. Uh, yeah,
1: uh, the <laughs> poor man's Jared
0: Leto.
1: The show tell, is
2: full I, of I, the poor you know man's what, though, anything. Considering
0: Jared Leto, he's the rich man's Jared Leto. <laughs> <laughs> I, I,
1: I, I was
3: gonna <laughs> put it
0: that
2: way. <laughs> I was I
3: was gonna say <laughs> Say the poor man's James Marsden. He looks like James Marsden to Jimmy me. James Marsden, the the guy who Hold plays. Him the, up. He's the guy who plays the prince. <laughs> he's in, on the phone right
2: now. No, James, he's the Can guy. You know I'm, <laughs> shooting, I'm shooting Sonic 2 right now. James, do you look like Jared Leto?
3: <laughs> no, no, he looks like uh, yeah, Ethan. He do look horse.
2: like Ethan Jared sure Leto. I look like Ethan Jared Leto. Oh, uh, like, eh. oh, yeah, oh, dude. yeah, no, there he does. Look at that smile. There he does.
3: They're looking Viewers, at look at that smile <laughs> and tell me that James we, Marsden. We
2: wish you could see what we are seeing.
3: Yeah. <laughs> That's
2: right. Just get on Google and type in James Marsden.
3: I had I had to not type in James Marsters, who is a very different man. Is that the Buffy actor? Oh, it's
2: Spike. Bri- yeah.
3: Bridget, you love Buffy. You I know, knew, I, you knew this. but I
2: always get his last name confused with Marsden. Actually, it's happened ever since I was a child.
3: You know, you know. Speaking of Buffy, actually, though, they um, were a couple of years behind uh, following suit because they also oh, had yeah. a significant um, Willow. Yeah, Willow. Yeah, yeah. Allison Hannigan mm-hmm. and. Um, but we, I mean, Another. do we want to
2: go down that road? Because I no, I, no, I do won't. not like Tara as a character. <laughs> no, no, that's,
3: that's fine. I only watch the show Tara for Spike, so it's fine. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, no, but Spike is great. Anyway! <laughs> I
3: was just going to finish that point.
0: Um, <laughs> because we're talking about Ethan, just about expectations, not like what people think about you, having no bearing on what reality has in store for you. Mm-hmm. There's a very... Uh, I was, is it cheeky? Is it a cheeky moment? You tell um, us when in the train station. <laughs> you know what? Before I even go on, I'm going to say it's cheeky. All right. I'm going to say it's cheeky. Bold. I'll leave it to you, the listeners at home, and the listeners right in front of my face to, to <laughs> confirm this or not. But they're in a train station, and it's uh, and they're both in tuxedos
3: because they've just been to the anti prom. And,
0: Which, uh, that's
2: a whole other thing. Yes.
3: And, I'm, glad and, we're not, I'm glad we're not jumping around.
2: And, <laughs> we,
1: think, and we, think, we think
0: to ourselves... It's very
2: easy to follow.
0: <laughs> and we think to ourselves, is this going to be the first gay kiss on American television? And guess what? It's not. Mm-hmm. And, there's, and he, Ethan even says, very cheekily... <laughs> To the camera. N- not to the camera. He,
2: <laughs> he says, breaks the point wall. the
0: viewers at home want
3: us to do. He almost does. <laughs> email Text in. Text in. <laughs> kiss, no kiss. <laughs> to 3412. <laughs> we <laughs> only have two minutes. <laughs> we'll and now a moment from Colgate. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's very.
0: He says, uh. You know what? It's just two guys in a train station. There's no lights, no cameras, mm-hmm. but there were because they were cheeky. filming a it TV. Because they're
2: on the television set. You're right. And, and, and he cheeky. says they're not
3: gonna. We're not gonna like cut to commercial break here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Viewers, you can't see it right now, but my cheeks are so large after hearing about that discussion. <laughs> Very Your cheeky. Your cheeks are the most cheeky
1: cheeks.
3: <laughs> yeah. I've seen... That was know, my nickname in high school. <laughs> cheeky,
0: cheeky, cheeks. Cheeks. cheeky cheeks. Hey,
2: there he is, old cheeky cheeks. <laughs> Speaking of Chuck E. Cheese...
1: Um... <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Jack goes through a lot of things. We feel like we've seen his journey, we're here, we're a part of it, because we understand different emotions and different situations that matter to him, like the issues with his father um that's not just about his father reconciling the fact that his son is gay like his father left the family yeah and did not take care of them right especially when their mother was having a meltdown and was unable to take care of them there are way more issues than just the fact that he needs to come to terms with jack's sexuality it's like you weren't you didn't partially raise this boy he has resentment and anger because you were not there and not just the supportive way of his sexuality, but anything, you just weren't his dad. Yeah. So that's a lot. <laughs> that, that, that being
3: said though, that is one of the more um, sweet storylines this season mm-hmm. is the, the repairing and rebuilding of the relationship between uh, Jack and his dad. Yes. Um, Cause we met him first in season two and he is still kind of this uh, turn away from all problems, turn my nose up at you kind of thing but in this season season three um he really is trying to to reconnect and rebuild relationship not just with jack but with andy too and he's given some really sweet scenes
1: so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
3: again they make him a character they they, they don't make him the Mm one-dimensional like i don't like that you're gay son you better play – you better just stick to the pigskin. Yes. The pigskin is life. Yeah. <laughs> because because, because, they, because that, it, that could have been the easy cop-out thing they do with him. Because, again, this season Jack is also a star on the football team.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and admittedly, his dad is proud that his son is playing a sport, something he enjoys. But it isn't – like he's not obsessed over it, mm-hmm. which I think is really –
0: he, he becomes it's the at the beginning of season three that he's in football right yes and then he has a conversation with his dad where his dad is proud of him for being on the football team yes that's a very sweet scene yes. in, the, in the uh in the empty hallways of the school afterwards where there is that confrontation of like you know you you only you only care about me because i'm on the football team now i'm not like i guess the subtext is like now i'm not so gay, you know, if mm-hmm. I'm playing a sport or something like that. But his dad, you know, like most people, is not psychoanalyzing himself. I mean, there's a degree there. There's a honest love that he has for his son. Maybe it's coming out imperfectly, mm-hmm. and Jack recognizes that. And he, you know, after he refuses to um, come back home with with his dad, like stay at home with them. That's what his dad's asking him to do. He's, he he stops him and he's like, "Dad, a- ask me again sometime."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's a it's a very subtle, but it's a powerful moment. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a real moment, like between yes. two people that are having a, have a lot of history and are yes. going through a real hard time.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: It's called putting effort into your writing. <laughs> yeah,
3: well, and, and that's the other thing too. We, and we've we've talked about the background of Kevin Williamson, and I think that. In their own way, each character from Dawson's Creek is like a different part of Kevin Williamson. I don't think he wrote Jack to just be like this. This is me. I am. I am clearly Jack in this show. Like mm. I think the way I think different traits about himself. I think was his, his intention to inject that into a little bit of each main of, of the four main characters at least, mm-hmm. um, and also Mitch. So
2: yeah, And yeah. would also Mitch. I'd
3: Always <laughs> match. Kevin Williamson's massive biceps was clearly oh, like yes. meant to be modeled
0: <laughs> off a of myth. Well, those
2: were his aspirations.
0: Yes. Mm, you know, Kevin Williamson is many facets. He's a he's a a football coach.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He at heart he's a, a restaurateur. Yes, he's a bum. Mm. He's all school. He's also a school counselor. Yep. And, and he's, and he's divorced he, and not divorced. Danny
2: teach, like, an English class, too?
0: He's an English teacher. Yes. <laughs> this is, these are the... Ivan Williamson,
2: p- in his own way, did all those things.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a Renaissance man. Truly. He did it all through Mitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome to the Mitch episode. <laughs> I can't we wait
2: to you talk Mitch. about We love you, Mitch. This <laughs> is our love letter to you. <laughs>
3: That's going to be, like, a four-hour
2: four um, episode. We could go on for years. Um, <laughs> yes. Oh. But where uh, should we go now? Another thing... One more thing I was going to say about... Um, I think... Why I like also Jack's writing and his development with Ethan um, is because Ethan also feels like a person, and you could understand, like, why Jack feels drawn to him. I've noticed this a lot in shows where there's a gay character. They want to give the gay character a partner as well while you're watching the straight relationships occur, but uh, I... I feel like, and I could be wrong, but um, <laughs> I feel like I've watched many times where they don't develop the relationship between the gay characters who will get together. It's just more like, at the bottom of it, the exchange is like, we're both gay, right? And find each other attractive. And and so we're together now, and uh, there's almost no respect or time paid to like, okay, but what are their personalities? Why are they drawn together outside of being gay, like that's not how straight people work. It's not like you're straight and I'm straight, so we're you're, you're making we're this criticism,
0: Bridget, broadly, but I think I think shows like Riverdale are really <laughs> carrying the torch against that. Sort yes, of... no,
2: they've shattered all those conceptions. <laughs> that that frustrates me very much. TT
0: is a fully rounded character. T of course, no oh no gosh. one disagrees with that. Definitely yes. not the the girl that plays her. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>.
2: <laughs> it's so it's so disappointing because if you're gonna claim to be you know subversive or you're really doing representation or whatever um then write out all of your characters just because you gave them somebody to be with it doesn't mean you've done your job writing and Mm -hmm. a lot of times I could not break down the personalities of the gay characters who are in relationships with each other because like they don't give it playtime they're not as interesting as whatever other relationships are going on, but they they don't want the I'm putting I'm putting air quotes up, Jack. Um, <laughs> they they don't want the gay character to be lonely. It feels mm-hmm. like so they just write in another character that is also gay, and you don't know them. But with Ethan, I feel like I know Ethan, and I feel like I know where he stands on all the things. Like it was very sweet of him to urge Jack to be like walking around with anger is not healthy. You have yeah. got to find a road to healing. Um, I'm not going to tell you exactly how to do it, but he recognized that that's very important. Just outside of like any attraction to Jack, you have to get your mental and emotional health in order with your dad. And that was a, that was a very serious, vulnerable conversation that he confronted him with.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's nice to see. <laughs> like, <laughs> you could see why they might like each other. <laughs> it feels like a relationship. And this,
0: this Ethan guy you're talking about, when do we meet, Ethan?
2: Uh, I keep getting flashes of him in a store.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Again,
3: Bridget has there, seen no, no, maybe maybe a Music
2: festival. Bridget has <laughs> seen
3: this show three times. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I believe Michael
3: that they met on a train uh, coming back from the college.
2: Oh yeah, the college thing. That's and right. Bridget, so we get Bridget Nikki and Ethan, right? Pop yeah. quiz:
3: Why was Ethan on the train?
2: Uh, Wait no, I know this.
0: This is fun. This is good. We're flashing back to the college episode, okay. which was last episode. This is the end of the episode. I,
2: I I got so upset by the age difference between Joey and the graduate teaching assistant <laughs> that that overtook so much. Because again, it's just like, what the hell is going yeah.
3: on? Do you need a hint?
2: <sighs> don't. Is it something ridiculous? No, I don't. thought it was something practical. Like I mean, it's kind of convoluted or something. No,
3: it's kind of convoluted, but um it has to do with with a guy that Ethan's been seeing
2: is the guy from Cape side is the guy from... Where were they? He what was the college they went to? college were they at? Boston College. <laughs> you sweet, They sweet, did? They were at Boston child. College? <laughs> well,
3: Bridget, I think Ethan was on the train because he was very upset about a breakthrough he was going through. A
1: breakthrough. <laughs> a breakthrough. <laughs> a breakthrough
3: that he was going
2: through. <laughs> I am going through it, and it is a break,
1: breakthrough.
0: A
3: breakthrough a regarding
0: a breakthrough.
2: <laughs> <it. laughs> Near it, by it, beside it, around it, <laughs> towards it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, he was going through a break up rather, um. and was very emotionally distraught about it and wanted to get away from town. So he went to Capeside. Therefore,
2: oh, Cape damn side. it. Yeah. St- these stupid-ass details. <laughs> 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 okay.
0: But he's going back to Capeside. And actually, I don't know why Capeside is his choice, but that's where he is. Mm-hmm. Good for Jack. But
2: it, well, the plot needed it to happen. Oh, so.
0: oh interesting. Yes all that nuanced writing we were talking about <laughs>
2: well it doesn't mean that they write their plots well <laughs>
0: that's for sure
2: <laughs> yes <laughs>
0: and then how does that how does that Happened? Did they go to the music festival next? Is
3: that how he well, runs well, into him again? Bridget correctly remembered that there was
2: cereal they, involved.
3: They were in
0: a they store.
2: They run into a store, and <laughs> Ethan is saying like Yeah, I'm going to this music festival. Want to come? We are intense." <laughs> I in, said, the, "They are the, literally the, intense to the, stay at the music festival." Yes, and and well, Jack, that's
0: their intensity. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: that goes way back. <laughs> okay, so, so back to the fan wiki. <laughs>
3: so 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 one thing Jack's not really into. He's not really into music but ethan is which so is always about,
2: like, so strange when somebody's like yeah i'm not really into music what do you mean
3: yeah
0: and, what is that <laughs> i don't know yeah like even dawson's into music he loves john lennon yeah he loves, <laughs> he
2: loves john imagine
0: yeah, he apparently, loves him so much he didn't even remember that he liked him until Joey reminded
2: him. Sometimes you like something so much.
3: That that you, you block it out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, so, with the, so with this music festival,
3: apparently there's like a bunch of different bands there and apparently the Foo Fighters might be there. Oh, because I
2: would right, never go.
3: You would... <laughs> We have oh, the, the Foo Fighters on the line now.
2: I, oh, fine. I have a few words, a few a, choice a, a words. words. I
1: have a few I have a, <laughs> a few words. find words for you. <laughs> um, let's
2: get this on the record. There's one thing I'm never ever going to be worried about stating or misconstruing, or anything. I'm not finding the right word choice. F- the Foo Fighters. <laughs> I hate that band. Wow, and that's that. So I wouldn't go to this music festival if Ethan invited me. <laughs> well,
3: you and Ethan might not get along because he's a super fan. Yeah, we wouldn't. And he quizzes Jack. He says, uh, "Who's your favorite member of the band of the Foo Fighters? Who's your favorite member of the brand It's the
2: certainly uh, the, brand. Of the brand
3: of the brand. I love the, the, the brand, <laughs> tell, tell us,
0: Bidget, who's, who's your favorite <laughs> member of the brand?
2: Um, it's certainly not Dave Grohl."
0: I was wondering, no. is, is that his
2: band, David Grohl? Da- is is his that band? his?
0: <laughs> does that belong
1: to him? <laughs> is you that his soldier? You, a, you dropped your band,
0: sir.
2: Does this belong to <laughs> him?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, none of them are. Okay, well, <laughs> Especially not Dave Grohl.
3: Well, J- Jack does not know the Foo Fighters, so he just uh, comedically guesses Courtney Love. Oh. favorite member of the Foo Fighters Man. she's probably my favorite
1: member <laughs> she'd
2: be the best member sounds of the like Foo sounds like she's yeah, Bridget's favorite member <laughs> that's, yeah that's mine um, yeah I, I remember Jack getting flustered by that um, which is a very I, again like the characterization is good because yeah you wouldn't be all up and confident if you're just becoming adjusted to certain areas of your life so he's hesitant um,
0: especially I think he'd be very flustered you know with, with the scene that he's walking into because Ethan is like perched up on a tree mm-hmm. um,
2: yeah that makes you flustered for different reasons
0: exactly yeah it's he's, Henry
2: Parker vines. <laughs> <so. laughs>
0: Oh gosh <laughs> Oh I would say Peter Parker vibes cause how did he Get up there You know Maybe I know. he uses His web slinging Well we don't know How he got up there But we know He can't get down <laughs> Like a yeah. cat in the
1: tree we, just, were,
0: we were wondering If he was ever Going to come down
1: <laughs> We were We were watching This speculating
3: I wonder if he If he's just Too proud to say That he's scared To get down Like hey Jack How's it going man Can you uh, hand me That water over there Water <laughs> <I haven't, laughs> a ladder Nearby <laughs> I haven't uh, Had anything to drink For a while <laughs> comfortable in this tree.
2: you can help me jimmy something up here.
3: <laughs> uh, uh, Ethan, we're leaving. The,
0: the, the, the whole festival's over. did not you want to come down? not Ethan, there in you a want few to come minutes, see man. the Foo Fighters? <laughs> okay, Courtney loves going on any yeah, minute. Yeah,
2: any minute
0: now. <laughs> um, so they're at the Cape The Fest. campgrounds? Cape Fest. It's Cape Fest. Isn't yeah. it, it? Was it the clu Film Festival?
2: No, was it the Cloaca It was. Fest?
3: It was the...
1: <laughs>
3: trying to think of the massachusetts equivalent of a woodstock
2: <laughs> i thought something was happening <laughs> it wasn't oh
3: something is happening <laughs> what's happening Matthew? well ethan's camping gear got stolen so he needs a place to stay
1: man so
3: mm-hmm. so jack kicks out his good friend jen <laughs> who was banished for the rest of the night to spend time with that guy yeah mm-hmm. who's there even making that, hot dogs and singing and a
0: song. Oh, a great song! It's a great song that her, <laughs> that her love sings to her with his voice. By the way, it's totally <laughs> one, a, dub, a dubbed over voice
1: that
0: somebody people <laughs> have. <somebody went> <laughs> they they abandon her even to like make the tent for them. Yes. Poor Jen's just fumbling with those with those tent pieces. Yeah. Pieces of a tent.
2: Yes. Oh, and, that's uh, a good name for a novel. Pieces of a Tent. Pieces of a Tent. By Sylvia Plath. <laughs> no, my life doing this podcast.
1: <laughs> a
2: year in the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> when are you publishing your book, Bridget? Um, pieces of a Tent. Yeah. You know, my A, foo, a foo Fighters story. <laughs> <laughs> a Foo Fighters journey. Um, to be announced it's just you keep coming back to it you know it's never finished it's never it? finished and when tome. you're working on your opus it is a tome it is a tomed opus <laughs> a
3: manuscript
2: a manuscript if you will. thank you <laughs> so be patient okay be patient Jack Kerr I, I can't
0: be <laughs>
3: oh. is it possible to sign a copy of something that does not exist
2: you can sign my tent I love the fool photos <laughs> no, <laughs> no one should <laughs> Okay, so I think they denied HIV because I I posted an article because I found somebody else in the world who does not like Dave Grohl or the Foo Fighters. And it was this article just tearing it apart and being like, they're not good. And I was like, I know all the time. (laughs) Every time I'm in public and I'm at like a restaurant or something, I'll start to like cue into like the song that's happening. All of a sudden, something will go off in my brain and it'll be like almost like a siren or something I'm like hold on a second (laughs) and then if I'm not sure I'll be like does anybody know who sings this song and somebody will be like oh it's the Foo Fighters every single time that's happened to me I'm like I hate this song (laughs) the whole time I'm thinking god this is an awful song and then I turn and I ask who is singing this and it's the Foo Fighters time and time again Bridget
3: just has a winter soldier episode every (laughs) time she hears one of their songs
2: (laughs) 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 <laughs>
3: let's so, explore that some more like
2: how how long just, have you felt
3: that way uh, right? and then how I does this relate wondering. to your parents now i feel like howard stern <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: how does this relate to your parents yeah, you have to say it really quick though how does it
3: relate to your parents yeah yeah
2: yeah 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 yeah
0: <laughs> I, I can't think as fast as howard stern no
2: one can um <laughs> so quick witted. Uh, so uh for uh at least since high school i can't i can't remember if it started before high school but that's when i really like cued in on or clued in um, the Foo Fighters sound and that's when it started to slowly happen where I'd have those public occurrences and realize the Foo Fighters are singing this and this sounds terrible. Uh, So what,
3: so what, do you have like parent issues or something? Like what's going on there with that?
2: Um, (laughs) My dad, my dad is Dave Grohl. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, how's your sex? How's your sex? hi doggy. hi doggy. But anyway, John Cass, Oh, shout out to him! I don't even know if he remembers this. Have to this. bleep out his name now. Oh yes, we please, do. John DeBronx, <laughs> <laughs> Bronx Master, Bronx Master. <laughs> um, he, I so I posted that article, and I don't know if it was in solidarity or if you it was like you might be interested in seeing this. I'd have to like open up my Facebook again, like reactivate it to see, but it was an article about how the Foo Fighters are basically like, yeah, does HMV really exist? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? Yeah, they, I mean, they're, they're like, low-key, were, I don't know if they've changed their stance, but at one point they were like, yeah, this is really
1: a thing. <laughs>
2: wow. I don't
0: understand why, how that would be a stance Worth taking,
2: um, Michael. I'm what telling you, this band is awful, and I'm not surprised by anything they say. I <laughs> don't
0: understand the benefit to them, unless
1: they all. I have think. HIV. I think they think
2: they have this idea, like ideas about medicine and diseases, and like uh-huh. it's all just like corporations, man. That's the vibe. It felt like reading through their comments about it. Like, how do you? I was at that same level. Like. How do you arrive at this conclusion? I didn't know anyone was challenging.
3: Yeah. What year was that? Like, when were they, like, when it was really on the. They've, like, main made stage? comments
2: at concerts, and um, I don't know if they've done, like, an official press release on it. I should just reactivate my Facebook and find the article that he sent me. But it was. I was everything I needed because I had that guy critiquing Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters. And I was like, yes, just Mm -hmm. their whole sound is awful. And then John (laughs) followed that up and I was like, that's it. Mm -hmm. That's all I need.
0: I don't think I've heard (laughs) a single song by the Foo Fighters. Oh, you have. Oh, yeah, you have. You have. have? You have. Okay, well, Bridget, well, don't thank us, but I'm glad that we convinced you that the Foo Fighters may not be the the worst band in the world. I mean, I, I think we've seen that you like... Many, many things that they've done and songs that they've sung. <laughs> I, but, um, I like back, them back personally
2: and musically. <laughs>
3: <laughs> back to Cape Fest. <laughs> back to Cape Fest. So okay. they sleep in a tent. They sleep in a tent, yeah. yeah. Broke Back Before Broke Back. They have some long discussions. I
2: think that's everybody attending the music festival.
3: Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> broke Back Before Broke Back.
0: <laughs> I saw some sheep herding around, around <laughs> the <that area.
1: laughs>
3: More
2: like Michelle the- Williams
3: is in that movie.
2: Yeah, she is. Brokeback. Wow.
3: Like all these Jack- sheep who like the Foo Fighters. I <laughs> <laughs> don't go up there to fish. Jack nasty. <laughs> these are direct
0: quotes from Brokeback Mountain <laughs>
1: that, Mich- that Michelle Williams
0: says.
2: <laughs> so anyway, it's all coming full
0: wow. She had no idea what
3: was in store
1: for she her. She didn't.
3: She did not know. Well, they they didn't they didn't break their backs sleeping on the ground in those tents or sleeping bags. They were in, they didn't sleep in different tents. Yeah, they were in the same tent. Yeah, and they have some long discussions <laughs> during the day. And Jack wants to keep on talking. And Ethan's like, I'm tired. I'm tired of you know. I'm, I want to go to sleep for the night because the whole day. What did, how, do you guys remember? Kind of how their conversations have gone. Um at this point they're, what they're talking about is like Ethan is saying
0: um to Jack being gay doesn't it's not about dating men. Which That was that was I, what they I, said. I will say that as a as a not not a gayman but a layman.
1: <laughs> a, a
0: layman to gayman. Um that gave me pause. I, I see where he was going though. Like so. Anyway, he's. It's. They're basically teaching the audience what it's like to be a gay man mm-hmm. by Ethan
3: talking to Jack, who is an inexperienced gay man. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I think that's a. Um, that's a, an upcoming plot point too, because Ethan's coming. He kind of gives off this uh vibe about him being, like, very experienced in these matters, and he's kind of, mm-hmm. like, seen it all, I've done it all type stuff. But mm-hmm. as we get to know him more, we start to learn, oh, maybe he hasn't done as much as he said he has. He and doesn't even
2: know how to read.
3: He
1: doesn't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's why he left
2: college.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm really glad you were able to... I don't know. Discern that from from mm-hmm. the subtext of, yeah. the, uh, of the conversation. Yeah, it's an having.
2: ongoing thing.
0: <laughs> and and okay, so they leave Cape Fest, and I think the next thing that
3: happens is the show. The show finally figures out that Ethan needs a place to stay in town because <laughs> he did just kind of leave where he was from to come here. Again, I don't know why if he just bought a one way ticket, but yeah, he needs a place to stay, and so he shows up at the McFee Manor. Yeah. And who else is at the McPhee Manor?
2: Ronald McDonald. (laughs) (laughs) Ronald McDonald, she says. I don't
3: know why. Can we talk about Ronald McDonald, by the way? (laughs) How did McDonald's get away for years having that clown be, like, the face of their company? Like, Mm. he did not make me want to eat a Big Mac. Really? He looks like
1: he has ketchup. (laughs)
2: He
0: looks like he has ketchup all over his mouth. Yeah. Like, he's just been eating a big old Big
2: Mac. Or a child.
0: (laughs) <laughs> now grimace on the other hand that guy was um, great
2: um the uh hamburglar
0: the hamburglar made me hungrier he
2: did not make me hungry i had a weird sense of like so ever since i was little i kind of struggled with like a sense of justice and like what's right in the world and not like in a good fleshed out <laughs> sense. i just had notions of like if something's not fair or something's not right and then, and then I saw a grimace. <laughs> I said, "He's not right." And there was something about the
3: Hamburglar
1: <laughs> Well, yeah, because he'd always steal
2: everybody's, shit, and it's like, why does anyone tolerate you being around? You're not very nice. And so when I would see him, I like as a little kid, I'd just be like, "He's bad." <laughs> yeah.
3: So how did you feel about like the uh, like the Fruity Pebbles commercials where Barney like every single time he just wants to steal his good yeah, friend's frustrating. cereal?
2: Found them frustrating. If, if that
3: friend was in my life, just like. As soon as I turn my back yeah. sneaks up, like into my cupboard.
2: Yes, it was. It was. I actually, when I was little, I found it frustrating to watch Like, because it's like, I don't understand this relationship. Yeah. Why is it happening? Why? Are,
3: it's toxic. This is your toxic it is. friendships.
2: Yes. Imagine if you did that. They seem that to be getting nothing out of this knew. arrangement. Yes. Uh, why does he have to afford this for you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway. I mean, that costume
3: is very nice. He looks like he's got a couple bucks. Like he could buy. What was the bird's name? The the, the yellow bird girl. Big bird? Big bird? No, not big
1: bird. It was no. There was, a, <laughs> there was a there
3: was a there was a yellow bird girl. Woodstock.
2: <laughs> Amy.
1: Amy, <laughs> the, dog, the
3: Hamburglar, <laughs> Grimace,
1: and Amy. <laughs>
2: it seems right. It seems fitting. Um, oh, and another film that riled me up as a child, and we don't have to get into it, but.
1: <laughs> yes, what's just...
2: Leprechaun. I never saw Oh, it. oh I... Disturbed me to my core.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've always seen clips. Were you a fan of Friends at the time? Was it the Jennifer Aniston connection? It
2: wasn't that. They always, because my parents didn't have cable. We had, like, a couple of basic channels. And that was one of the movies that was, like, always playing on TV. Hmm. Yeah. And so, like, sometimes we'd flip, you know, through the channel. And, like, you know, whoever whoever had the puncher, that's what we call remote control.
1: (laughs) The puncher. (laughs) puncher.
2: I don't know why it seems normal, because when I got out into the world and other households, they did not call it the puncher. (laughs) Um, But sometimes, you know, you rest on a channel for a little bit, and that movie would be on here and there. And it was so... Like it felt so mean spirited and dark to my young self that I was like, "This is disturbed material." Have I, I agree. It?
3: Luck of the Irish is my least favorite <laughs> Disney, <laughs> Disney original
1: movie.
0: <laughs> I had a similar movie. You probably, you guys probably haven't heard of this movie. It's called Death Becomes Her. Um, that sounds familiar. There, it's a. It's another movie that is purported that, to an adult, is a dark comedy, Mm -hmm. but as a kid, you do not get any of the funniness. Yeah. Then the more that they're joking around, the more disturbing it is, in a way, because it's so irreverent. Like, it's basically, I don't even, it's just just one of those movies. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll describe it, though. I,
1: we, we <laughs> Three might hours later. Yeah, we might cut it so out. That's, but it's like Meryl it.
0: Streep and Goldie Hawn drink this uh, magic potion that makes them uh, ageless, but it doesn't make them in, uh, immune to harm. And so there are oh, scenes gosh. where they're just like, you know, beating each other, you know, to to hell. And like, you know, it's really disturbing to see. And there is a moment where, Goldie Hawn, and this is supposed to be like, kind of like a dark Looney, Looney Tunes moment, but as a kid, you see this. She takes this big giant hammer, smashes it on Meryl Streep's head, right down on there, and Meryl Streep's head goes into her shoulders like a turtle, and that image has stuck with me Damn. for so long, and I could see that it was so ridiculous and that the movie was not having the proper... <laughs> reaction that a child would have to that uh-huh it was a strange thing to see as a kid yeah like that i irony and horror
2: and, and tone it's <laughs> yeah. so hard to understand tone when you're little yeah. because you haven't had that you have like usually a pretty straightforward childhood of like i can recognize when someone is mad or when they're happy or when something's yeah. funny but when people mix those together because you haven't had life experience yeah you have no idea you're like why are all of these things happening like this it's confusing <laughs> i'm looking at the, i'm
3: looking at the poster right now or the the front of the movie this looks like the biggest piece of I've ever seen. It's
0: not good. It looks awful. Bruce Willis is in it too, weirdly. Yeah. And it's directed by the guy who made Forrest Gump.
3: Wow. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh yeah. Robertson. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Robertson, I Yeah. That's, that's shameful. Oh, that's another good poster too.
1: Oh yeah. That one's pretty good.
3: Oh, so after Ethan and Jack watch, that becomes her. <laughs> All right. <laughs> they do this at, at the house. No.
2: So. <laughs> Mac- oh, the, the McPhee Mansion. Oh, yes, the- I believe I asked a question. <laughs> Who else was at the Amy, mansion? Amy the bird was. Why? There. Why? <laughs> a- a-
3: a- Amy the yellow bird.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so let's right? move past it. So
3: they, they go to McDonald's.
1: <laughs>
0: I am re- remembering her though, because she has like she's part egg. She has like yes. her an egg is her dress, <laughs> uh-huh. right? Yes. It's just- it's just- isn't that
3: right okay i'm gonna google amy mcdonald's and see what happens amy
0: my name is amy mcdonald's meet andy mcphee <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah yeah i don't, s- I, it don't I don't
3: see an egg oh okay.
2: why do i remember an egg with her i don't think you're crazy michael
0: there are characters that have eggs birds do come from eggs they do come from eggs <laughs> um Maybe it's in the show Dinosaur. I don't. know. I don't, oh. that was a good show. Yeah. Actually, okay. What's the name
2: but, of her though? I. You know what? It's Amy.
0: It's Amy. Mm. A- Amy. Amy the the duck dinosaur. <laughs> um, Duck Dynasty. Duck Dynasty. How, how, so Howard the Duck. They watch that next. Okay, so to answer your question, Matthew, the other person at the house, the Andy McFeet Manor, is
2: um, oh. <laughs> is, God damn
1: it!
0: <laughs> I burped.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever
0: done that before? <laughs> so the McPhee Manor is Mr. McPhee himself, the man of the manor. The man of the manor comes there too.
2: <laughs> the manor and, man. And what's
0: interesting is that there what there's I don't know, the way it's shot, it seems like a CSI episode. <laughs> yes. Me and Matthew were watching this recently, just like He's he's got like a trench coat and he's like, Walk with me, Jack. As if they're like exploring a crime scene or something. And it's all Dawson's Creek has very selective moments of cinematic like, yes. prowess or something, where they're like, Let's really stretch our legs here. And it's always a it's always a moment where it's like he he, he walked down the steps and then to the end of the driveway. Why did we do like this big, yeah. over the, like this big, like spin, spinning? Yeah, it's runner. a very
2: wasted moment for yeah. the amount of effort you just put in. <laughs> yeah, it feels like it should be more meaningful, but it is not.
0: Yeah, it, they. Anyway um i was impressed but i was confused yeah.
2: like, why, why i was just impressed like it was death becomes her yeah
3: yeah before they do that csi shot he um his dad says like jack and i talk to you and then they go walk off and it looks like they're just going to keep on walking off and leave ethan alone on the porch just like <laughs> like a lost dog all day but jack's dad is very perturbed at this he's like
0: of all weekends this is the worst one And it turns out, oh, at the end of the episode, it's because he came home because he wanted to spend the weekend with Jack. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. And it's another episode where it's his dad putting forth the effort to be in his son's life again. Mm What do you think about that episode, Matthew?
3: Yeah, I agree. I thought, I thought um, that was a really kind of tough moment at the end when. Yeah. Well, what do they do like throughout the day? So, so, well, um, they go to the best Jack's, place to be. Jack's dad's <laughs> kind, of hang, kind of hanging out with the boys, and uh, they decide to go to dinner. And over dinner, they're talking. Well, they're talking uh, Ethan, shop. Ethan and the dad are talking about their love of cars, mm-hmm. and Jack is not having any of this discussion. He does not want it, want anything well, to do with his dad. He's he's awesome
2: Jack admits that he doesn't even know what a car is.
3: <laughs> yes, he he was a, a horse and buggy. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> and, and those
2: days have died away, and he's they, bitter.
3: Yes, um, Shall so after dinner, Jack, they... Jack, is, Jack is a luddite. Let's be let's be
0: fair. That's about a this. It's a person who is suspicious of technology. Oh,
2: ha. Huh. (laughs)
1: how about that so that's what he is
2: continue Matthew I gotta chuckle so so after
3: dinner by the way dinner's like 8.30 or 9 um, at night they decide to go to the car museum which is open I guess yeah it's open on weekdays the best
2: time to go according (laughs) to Jack's dad is at night
3: not only is it open (laughs) but I love all the museums I get to go to where I can just like climb into the car sit in the car I
2: also at about right after I've eaten and it's late seemingly late at night <laughs> yeah. and I probably have things to get up and do the next morning. That's what I want to go do is an extended stay with my father at a museum where yes. there are cars. Um, <laughs>
3: yeah. And then while they're in the museum, uh, Ethan and Jack are talking off to the side and Jack is like, really like, like I, I hate that my dad's here. Like, and he's, they're saying this very loudly. The dad can hear um, mm-hmm. every bit of the conversation. And Jack says something along the lines of, he hasn't been my dad for a long time. Like I, I wish he was never here, like yeah. that type of thing. So, yeah. and then, like Michael said, we learn why um, the dad mm-hmm. was there. And yeah, he just wanted to spend time with his son. Yeah. And Ethan isn't in the very, I, I've mentioned this, I don't know if it stayed in one of the previous episodes, the uncomfortableness of having like people fight in front of your friends type mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And because Ethan's just standing there, just you know, why they're yelling at each other. And he's like, I don't know what, like,
0: yeah. yeah. That's a, he, that's a really nice uh, firebird over there. Yeah. <laughs> Ethan's there to coach him through...
3: You get the feeling Ethan's had this these conversations, too. He has, know. because, because yeah. then he's talking to Jack about it after this has all happened, and he is probably alluding to his relationship with his dad about, yes. like, mm-hmm. hey, one day you're going to, you know call out for your dad and he's not going to be there. Like the more you guys fight, you're just losing days mm-hmm. and you're right. going to like regret that later on. Probably, mm-hmm. like I said, probably alluding to his own relationship. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of insight that Ethan brings into to Jack's life because, yeah. you know, Jack is a, is a, he's a thoughtful character, but he's still, he's still very young. He's younger than the main character. Yeah, He's
2: still a baby
0: yeah i think he, he must be a sophomore right that's i thought like, he was he in, in the like same a...
2: grade as they all were but andy was the younger one.
0: Oh, andy's the younger yeah. one. yeah oh she's just more with it god i'm completely mixed turns up turns
2: out you have never even watched one episode <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh.
2: um
0: and yeah they have a reconciliation though mm-hmm. jack and his dad at the end of the episode and um should we now talk about Jack's football career? <laughs> this, uh...
2: I, w- I want to just point out, we are almost an hour and 40 minutes into Jack, so however much we want to... Like, I don't know how much editing people want to do with yeah, Jack. I'm fine getting into it, but I don't know.
3: Well, there's the... There's the, 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 the there's the prom and then there's oh the anti prom
2: oh anti prom we anti-prom. didn't even talk about anti prom anti prom anti prom anti prom anti prom it, it's me you're going to anti prom anti prom wait before we do can I use the bathroom yes. Go
0: ahead. Yeah, Matt, why'd you, that? why'd you do that to our poor Because Matthew. Matthew
2: didn't ask me to the anti prom. No. Oh.
0: <laughs> so the, we've been talking about like really well-rounded characters, like like Jack McPhee. But let's talk about I think the depthiest character oh, on the show that definitely. we've encountered so far. What's her name? the <laughs> the, 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 the the leader of the prom Not Belinda. It's if not yeah, a woman whose name is not Belinda. Do you remember her name, Matthew? Amy. I was going <laughs> to I was going to say Belinda.
2: Belinda. Belamey. <laughs> it's not, Belinda. Ble- it's not
0: Belinda. Can you grab my phone there? Um because we have to look up this character. But this character, insert name here, is <sighs> she how do I frame this? The, the 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 prom is actually really fun to talk about because okay, so th- it was
3: Belinda.
2: It what? is Belinda? Belinda
3: McGovern.
2: Oh, she comes back. Yeah. But it's a different actress. Is it a different Belinda? It's a
3: different actress. Oh my gosh,
2: <laughs> Matthew, give us answers.
3: <laughs> give me a moment. <laughs> okay,
0: while Matthew looks that up, go ahead. The reason I l- I love this prom episode is because. May, it starts with the theme of the prom. Mm-hmm. The theme of the prom is couples.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! <Under>
0: <laughs> <Everett>. <laughs> now I would usually say that's the Dawson. That's a Dawson's Creek misfire. Mm-hmm. But most themes for proms are that they're about scooping. that
1: enlightening yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> if
2: it's people. not that it's just another
0: red carpet <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: our theme tonight is people
2: our theme tonight is life
0: and so because <laughs> the theme is couples it, uh, then you have when you sign up for prom you have to sign up as a couple mm-hmm. and so you have to which give which
2: makes a lot of sense for so many teenagers who are likely not even in relationships in that school Then's the rules.
0: <laughs> oh, know, this, take it or leave oh, it. I don't girl, know what to tell you. Barbara Johns. Barbara freaking Johns. Barbara. Yeah. So she is the person on the prom committee who, when Jack goes up to you know submit his name and Ethan's name, you know she re- she rebuffs him. She mm-hmm. says, "No, you cannot," and. Dawson's Creek really struggles writing villains. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about that? Because whenever there's a need for or someone bad to, guy. for a bad guy, whether it's Abby or Barbara, Abby. it's been a minute
2: thinking about Abby, but or gone.
0: on. Belinda, the cheerleader, or I guess Eve is a, just anyone who's, meant, <laughs> anyone who's meant to cause problems for people. Mm-hmm. It's it's like the worst non character in existence because Barbara Johns never shows up ever again in the whole show. Actually, the the best villains they write they do unintentionally. Mm-hmm. Henry, yes, um, Henry, Henry. You know what? You know what I
3: what I always say though are the real villains in life. You guys. Our fake right. friends.
0: I was going to say in that, joke,
2: ourselves. In Joker masks. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's true.
0: <laughs> heavenly true. And speaking of heavenly, I mean, this, this girl's a Christian and I think that's all that needs to be said. Right? Like, like, done. Done. End of conversation.
2: That's the, opening, <laughs> and she doesn't get it.
0: Cause, and she, she, she's like, no to this. She puts the kibosh on that. Mm-hmm. And so Dawson's like, Let's start an anti-prom at, at, at Gail's restaurant. <laughs> Gail, 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 my mom. Gail, Gail, my mother.
1: <laughs>
0: and, um, and they go, yeah.
1: And they let's he, do they it.
2: said we always wanted to smell fish the entire time we were dancing. <laughs> That's-
3: <laughs> that's, that reminds me of a fun trivia question that I um, asked Michael earlier. He didn't know the answer. So, Bridget, I'm going to ask I you. I almost
2: never know the answer to Dawson's Creek. All right. Though. Well,
3: you won't know the answer to this. All so, right. Uh, Mitch initially met Gail when he was working at a fish restaurant. I
2: thought they were on Witch Island. Well, no, that's where, that's where
3: they had. That's oh, where they first. I, I
2: figured everything, all first one. with them.
1: <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> anyway.
3: So, so to, to smell good on his dates, he would try to mask the smell of the fish with a certain uh, type of product. What did Mitch cover himself with? Vaseline.
1: <laughs> Margarine.
2: <laughs> um, give me a hint.
3: Uh, ice
0: cream. Rum raisin ice cream.
2: Um. He would coat himself crushed in ice cream. Ice cream.
3: He would coat himself in... Crushed
2: waffle cone?
3: Crushed waffle cone. Oh, final answer. Oh, that might be it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no no it's too outrageous
3: it was vanilla he would cover himself in vanilla
2: how is ice cream helpful
3: vanilla ice cream i thought
2: you meant like i the product not the, yeah the scent
3: it's a flavor it's a very popular no i i'm thinking cream. like
2: the, the the food no matthew you say like like found in nature or something, not ice cream. <laughs> what? It
0: would be very sticky after doing that.
2: Yes, that's why I was like, "This is not computing." <laughs> it wasn't
0: vanilla ice cream. It no, was no. vanilla extract I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Vanilla extract. Say cooking
2: ingredient would make it very
3: sticky. I'll I'll, I'll grab <laughs> some from the
0: cabinet right now. He
2: will go right, all
1: right now. All right, Bridget, your hint, your
3: hint is it was found in nature.
1: Vanilla. <laughs> oh man, you got it!
3: What a fun quiz show man
2: it's not tense at all <laughs>
3: <laughs> so after mitch covers himself in vanilla they they go to anti-prom that's right and
0: and i i don't know they just they they, they give belinda what for and then
3: she leaves the show forever
1: mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> brilliant brilliant
0: they
2: showed her
3: um and then i don't know i don't know why can... dawson by the way goes to the trouble of doing like a, feel the need to make an anti-prom. It's not even him who's been rejected from the regular prom. Well, no, no,
0: no, here's why. Because he really wants to go there with Joey uh, as a friend, quote-unquote, um, he was using his fingers I was using my fingers mm-hmm. and uh, you will uh, leave it to your imagination
1: <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> so he, he really wants to go and now that Jack is not going to go everyone's like
2: I don't want to go to prom mm-hmm.
0: I don't want to go to prom so really Dawson's selfless act oh yeah it was a way
2: to make sure he was still with Joey he's that still
0: going to prom with Joey oh. yeah, so it, it was a little you know mm-hmm. um, it wasn't exactly the uh, altruistic action that he wanted it to be here's the thing because we could could keep talking about jack and ethan and we we've had there's something that's interesting about talking about jack and something that is very not fun talking about jack i've noticed by trying to do it tonight which is like it's so tense all the time and true to life that it's not really that fun to Mm -hmm. talk about um until we get to a soccer coaching career. Oh, <laughs> and then and then that
1: <laughs> And then And, and then, then we
0: have things, yeah. things to say about that.
2: <laughs> and, oh, are you taking out the trash with the little girl? <laughs> <laughs> the bad seed?
3: Are we is that what is that where this is going?
2: The poor man's Haley Mills. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Not tonight, but yes, that is she is on the chopping block. Yes, yeah, she, oh, she does that
2: Throw, <laughs> <laughs> throw her out. <laughs> yeah, Anyway, yeah, it's stupid.
0: Idiot. Ruins, the, ruins the whole game for everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know what, Matthew? If you're not gonna take out, if you're not gonna throw a little girl out with the trash, who who's who's our
3: candidate this week?
2: Who's the baby going out with the bathwater?
3: We're gonna put some characters here on blast. Now it's time to take out the trash. All right, everybody. For this week's <laughs> for this week's installment of taking out the trash, you know some podcasts are are above uh, being critical towards children, <laughs> but we are not one of those podcasts. So today on the Chopping Block is Buzz Thompson, that little nine year old piece
0: of oh, oh,
1: can
3: yeah. <laughs> you mean Pacey's P- Pacey's like little bro thing?
1: Yes, little bro.
2: <laughs>
3: yes, this is the this is the little that Pacey has to mentor for like four episodes (laughs) this season. The kid from Jerry Maguire? Yeah. The kid from Jerry Maguire, the kid from Stuart Little.
2: The kid from the Little Vampire movie.
3: Well, the actor's name is Jonathan Lipnicki. Um, And and as Michael said, he was in Jerry Maguire with Renee Zellweger and some other guy. I wish I could remember his name. He had some kind of connection to Katie Holmes at some point. Mm. Anyway. Cheeky,
2: Matthew. (laughs) Cheeky. (laughs)
3: Cheeky. He's also the little twerp from like Mike. Uh, oh. But anyway, uh, so for reasons that we haven't talked about, Pacey uh, has a punishment where he has to do community service, and he has been chosen to, to mentor troubled youth.
1: Mm-hmm. And
3: mm-hmm. so he meets this nine-year-old little piece of s***.
1: <laughs>
3: now, don't elaborate on that, Matthew. <laughs> Leave
2: it at that. Leave it at that. he surely, meets this piece of Because, of because I'm going to bring
0: up something... That's very pertinent to what we're talking about.
2: Oh, and for anyone... I don't know why I keep speaking like we have like some sort of wide audience listening. Yeah. But I just want to keep this in perspective. He's talking about the character of the child. Who knows the child himself, if he's enjoyable or not. But he is a damned annoying child on this show. <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> it's, it's,
3: not, it's not low-hanging fruit because he was born in 1990, so... He's, he's actually older than us, so he's, yeah. a, he's a fair target.
2: So get that rat bastard.
3: And this little twerp thinks that a polyrath card is worth $20. He's into Pokemon. Okay. I know. Okay. <laughs> so he's talking about all his great Pokemon cards. He's got Alakazam. He's got everything. Look. Alakazam through Metapod, but he really wants menopause. a Poliwrath. Yeah. I gotta have a Poliwrath. Wait, does, does,
2: does, doesn't, grandma,
3: doesn't Gail have Menopause? <laughs>
2: She doesn't. We find that That's out. It's
1: my
0: favorite Pokemon. Oh, we do find that out. Yeah. Uh, she should have used her energy cards.
2: Uh, <laughs> Go on. Keep Well, trashing. here's the
0: thing that I want to say about Jonathan Lipnicki. Yeah. He was it. in Stuart Little. Mm-hmm. You know who wrote Stuart Little?
2: Gina Davis.
0: <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan. What? Isn't that weird? What? Isn't that bizarre? Really, really it's a weird? charming
2: little movie. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think he wrote that and be- from the money from that he was able to like get a leg up and make the sixth cents.
2: wow what a turn what a twist am <gasps> night you did it again you did it again
0: what a great segment of taking out the track oh i'm not <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm not finished oh, with we need to take it so roll, hold on roll, roll the, the theme song again
3: <laughs> we're gonna put some characters here on blast now it's time to take out the trash. And another thing. <laughs> <laughs> so Pacey is supposed to mentor him, and this little brat is the one who Pacey first really admits his feelings to about Joey too.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh and then Buzzkill, as I like to call him. Uh. uh finally, you know, he's rough at first, but he opens up about um he his his father situation. Um He said that his father is uh, scattered in the ocean. His ashes were scattered across Nantucket. Mm. But we learn this father actually uh, ran off with another woman. And so Buzz feels very rejected by that. And you know what? Buzz should feel rejected. The kid, in general, deserves to be rejected.
0: You 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 seem like you're leading up to a revelation. <laughs> is like, there a, a punch revelation? Here? Yeah, a, a punchline. Like, is something
2: or, about to happen? L- 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 L-
0: like, did deal? Buzz, like, did, did he. Did you do it,
2: something is, to Buzz?
0: Is the Kennedy assassination, like, related to this mm-hmm. in any way? Like, because y- you seem like you're leading to a revelation about Buzz.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs>
3: No, it just, it just, um. Well,
2: you can't, you kept speaking as if, like, you had ellipses following everything you were saying. <laughs> yeah. And so we were both like, uh? 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 Does he, he believe in HIV? Uh. Does he? What's um, his favorite band?
0: Oh, my.
2: It better not be the. Nothing against fighters. Jonathan
0: Litnicki, but he strikes me as the kind. He's probably the super fan. Yeah.
3: Ugh. Yeah. hmm Mm-hmm. Mm. So anyway, this little kid...
0: Laura, gets, I'm
2: sorry if you're a Foo Fighters fan. Yeah.
3: Sorry if you're a fan of children.
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs> this
3: this child deserves it. We'll you never judge you, Laura,
2: about anything you do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
3: <laughs> yeah, I just don't like... I don't like the kid's attitude. I don't like his voice. I don't like that uh, he's the one who Pacey gets to, you know, reveal this big revelation, which we haven't talked about yet. But there's a big revelation... That Pacey is is not being honest with himself about, and this is the the, the guy who he confides in.
2: Ooh, I feel like i um, getting into Pacey shit is a bit um, it's a bit jumping around. Let's keep it at this. That kid was trash.
0: <laughs> and that's why we're taking him out.
2: That's right. Yes. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm a little taken aback. By everything that's happened in the past five minutes truly but um i don't know <laughs> that was I, i'm flashing back to death becomes her right now i I don't know what to think oh my that. God.
2: <laughs> the i tone. feel like i feel the like tone, this moment tone.
0: will stay with me for 30 years and
2: taking out the trash this day is a day yeah. that will live in infamy
0: i have a feeling my therapist and i will be taking out the trash oh, about wow. this very moment in the future
2: was there a way you wanted to end this segment here? Or I was kind of
3: hoping you guys would, you know, join me fervently. Oh well, yeah, in I, I, I here's the where, thing: where,
2: where, 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 where wrong was all the ellipses talk. I, I got yeah. I got excitement that something was about to happen, like your medjai.
0: <laughs> I haven't.
2: Fug. Yeah, that fuck. Was, real. that yeah. was
0: real. I haven't watched those episodes since we first first saw them,
2: so
1: or first
0: them. I, 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 I fortunately want to agree <laughs> with you, but I have no context okay. on which to lay my hatred.
1: <laughs> but
2: I feel it. But,
0: I, but I'm certain that I feel it.
2: I will fall upon that child like an ocean. <laughs> <don't>
0: like that. <laughs> the the sword. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> He'll be like a... It's like falling on your sword, but you're falling on a kid. And it kills you.
2: No, it's more like I will overcome him physically and <laughs> stomp him into the ground. <laughs> but yeah, no, fine. Both are fine. You know what? <laughs> Let's take this kid out.
1: <laughs>
0: Look, here, here, here's the thing this has been a very nuanced discussion of Jack. But when you boil it, oh. when you come right down to it, the essence of his character, that guy was gay. <laughs> oh my gosh! and that's yeah. all that could possibly be said about
2: it <laughs> ain't nothing left
0: yeah <laughs> um everyone thank you so much for listening to this episode
3: <laughs> yeah do you have any more questions about jack <laughs> i feel like we answered all of them
0: do you hate um, that
2: child as much as we do right in
3: <laughs> yeah as much as i probably do
2: Michael, sure he does he um, does he
3: does <laughs> I can right. just tell though. I can tell what you're thinking. What? <laughs> what am I thinking? How are we going to edit this? Yeah. But
2: <laughs> okay. Do we need to like? I'm to we find do an, an end. An, to I'm this? trying to find
3: an ending to uh, this conversation.
2: Huh. Well, you know what, Michael?
3: You Life doesn't have endings. Sometimes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it fades to
2: black. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Let's just drop off there.
0: Yeah. That's but, yeah.
2: That, that's that's fine. That's the best we're gonna Good
0: get. <laughs> I'm
1: happy. Oh
0: my goodness. Thank you for listening to Creek Times, the only Dawson's Creek podcast. Have a great day.